Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or riding your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're back. We're here news. another week. There's wait. No, there isn't. Yeah, I got news. All right, fine. What quote news do you have? You're my best friend. That's I'm I'm gonna need a secondary it. source on that. <laughs> so I don't quite believe it. Hey, remember how uh, Ubisoft no. was having uh, executives do some sexually inappropriate stuff? And, oh yeah, uh, they they were all getting in trouble for that. Well, it's okay now because they might be bringing back the delisted Scott Pilgrim game. So Ubisoft yeah. is good again. Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean that game was not again. actually that good. Yeah, no, it was just okay. It uh, had I found great it sprites, uh, and also yeah. back when it came out, there were not a lot of games like that, including especially like River City Ransom likes. Now they're everywhere. Yes. Absolutely, uh, I had watched on Games Done Quick, which is uh, going on currently. The oh. first one that I dropped in on was a Streets of Rage four. Uh, speed run, Ooh, boy. Beat 'em ups don't don't make for good speed runs. Nope, they don't uh, make for shock. good games either. Most of the time, uh, I don't know. That Streets of Rage four one actually looked all right. Uh, uh, I played I it, it and got like two levels in, and I was falling asleep. It, good. it was oh, great. It was just boring. Well, I don't know. They made it look more interesting, I guess. I've actually not seen much of that game outside of that speedrun. Uh, it has really good day. animations. I like the characters yeah. and everything in it, but just playing yeah, it. Yeah, visually it looks really good. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, Scott Pilgrim game might be coming back. I saw this earlier on in the week because uh, Brian Leo Malley was tweeting about it uh i don't follow him because i don't really care about scott pilgrim but a bunch of people i do so they that got in my feed a lot you don't care about snot girl what that's the other comic that's the comic he's been making for the past i don't know few years i haven't even heard of that well it exists so so no i guess i don't coming out from image uh big seller apparently oh well Thanks, Image. Uh, Ghost of Su. Oh, hold on. I need to make sure I say it right. Ghost of Tsushima is getting a co op mode in the fall. So, good news. You get to play Ghost of Tsushima again. Only no, with I don't. me this time. Yes, you do. Nope. You have to play the game. By the time I'm over this stupid hand bullshit, it's going to be the fall, and I will play the game then. And so, we might as well just do a co op. Uh, and we have to play it one time, but you get to play it twice. Except I, I didn't. Well, for one thing, it's a separate mode. It's like survival modes or something. Second, oh. uh, I got it from GameFly. I didn't buy it, 
so I don't have it anymore. I sent it back. Way to support Sucker Punch. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you put out a game this close to the end of a console's <laughs> life cycle. Deal with it. That's true. Um, I mean, actually, when I saw this, the, the first thing I thought, because I just saw that the title was announced, and so I was thinking they were already announcing like an enhanced edition of the game or something yeah, like that. For like, that's what I thought fall, too. And, yeah, I was about to be really, really pissed off. Yeah. Because again, I paid full full price for this thing like a maniac. Yeah. I should really just like this next generation just get GameFly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, especially with the scam that I run on it. It's pretty cheap. Ends up being like ten bucks a month. What was your all right laid out for me and oh, the audience? I'm not, What's the scam? I'm not gonna tell everybody here. It's a secret. <laughs> all nine listeners are gonna find the secret <laughs> to GameFly. No, the the thing is, you buy gift certificates for yourself in three month increments, uh, and then it ends up being okay. cheaper than if you just subscribe normally by a large margin. Uh, it also says that gift certificates and stuff are only for new members, not existing ones, but that's not true. You just redeem it and it adds on to your account. So that's why I do. Uh-huh. Well, then hopefully they never find out. Nobody tells them this. So they so did. Sounds like something is. Because they removed oh. gift certificates like a year ago, and you weren't able to buy them anymore, at all. And then they just they came back at some point. Yep, with the same like completely broken <laughs> math error or whatever that resulted okay. in this. Uh, and so I became a GameFly subscriber again. I was a subscriber for probably. Oh man, I don't know. Probably a decade um, I was going to say for just about as long as I've known you You've been subscribed to Gamefly Yeah uh, It's like your primary That for a while was your primary source of games There was a point in time though where like the Best Buy thing uh, their, their gamers club or whatever Yeah Was yeah. active and then that was a really cheap way to get brand new video games Yeah gamers club and, unlocked was really good And then uh, they killed it Yep you know, Best Buy's doing fine. Oh yeah, doing great. Yeah, uh, holding up. But yeah, with, with Gamers Club dead, uh, GameFly is also now once again the cheapest way to get Nintendo games because you just rent them when they come out, yeah. and then keep it for like forty-five dollars, even though you're the only person that's had it. So you have to wait yeah, a few days for way... it to get in the mail, but whatever. The way I've been doing mine is just to go into Walmart on like the day of release since Walmart does that thing where like brand new games are 50 bucks. Uh, do they still do that? They do. Okay. Well, I'm, you said they uh, didn't for uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to think of the last game I bought before that. It was Final Fantasy 7. I want to say I only paid 50 bucks for that. Oh, okay. Um I know that the last Nintendo game I did, but I think that was like Luigi's Mansion 3, which uh, feels forever ago. Also, jeez, the last Switch game I bought was Luigi's Mansion 3. There's really been nothing else between well, yeah. them and now. There hasn't been anything else Jesus that's come Christ. out. Well, there's a Nintendo Direct for indie games uh, that's going to go up in a few days, so I'm sure that they will you know, talk about the Mario 3D collection. Oh yeah, it's the most indie of games. Yeah. Metroid uh, Prime 4 Yeah, yeah So this week um, I, My prediction is that this week 
we'll finally get the price and date on the PlayStation 5. And the reason for that is because the end of the week here is DC Fandome. And they're going to be talking about Batman Gotham Knights, which is presumably... under a DC Fandome. Yeah. Under the Fandome with Dean Norris. Uh, (laughs) And so I presume that's going to be a launch game. For the new consoles because that leak with everything with it and Suicide Squad and the Harry Potter and whatever mentioned it'd be coming out in November 2020 yeah. so that seems like the obvious pick um, so I would think they would probably want a date to be able to tell you when the game comes out but maybe not. You would not. think but I I still think it's very likely they could just run a trailer for that thing and they have like the logos for the new consoles and yeah. then they don't have a date or they just have a tenuous like yeah it's in november oh yeah it's it's possible but um i mean we're you know i'd if, be if willing the... to take that bet which means that i'm probably wrong about it actually <laughs> i would not bet on it i'm not that confident on this because as we have seen in the past uh sony has zero interest in messaging of any sort yeah sure but zero it, interest of making their console available to buy i mean if that one thing about their uh the xbox's launch date is correct then we would be two and a half months out from that thing coming out and uh, still no date yeah. official date and price uh, november 6th seems early to me i don't know about that but I mean, I guess I could see them wanting to get it out early to beat the PS5 out there, but who knows at this point? Everything's a mess. Well, you see, they're they're slowing the mail down, so if you pre-order it online, it's going to take forever to actually show up. So what you got to do is go in person to make sure that you get your Xbox Series X and your PlayStation 5. Uh, save the date, wear your mask, MCT PS5 pre order. <laughs> yep. Man. Anyway. November's going to be such a fucking mess, honestly. Between hey. consoles probably coming out, then uh, companies still trying to figure out a way to do Black Friday shit, and then also an election. Like, numbers are going to go way, way up. Hey, speaking of fucking November's messes, I've been playing uh-huh. The Last of Us 2. I wasn't uh, done with news, but okay. Oh, okay. What's the no, best no, no, no. Talk about talking. Well, talk about the the Last of Us because the other news I have is Nintendo shit, and that can wait. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Um. So as you know, I'm a big fan of the Last of Us. I love the first game. Uh, one of yeah. the best. Like you know, people talk about games as art, and there's nothing more artful than the Last of Us. I'm joking. You're telling me all the, the time that. Uh, you tell me all the bad. time that your top three favorite games are The Last of Us, uh, Uno for Xbox Live, and mm. One vs. 100. Well, two of those are great games. Uh, yeah, Last of Us 1 sucks. I don't like it. So, uh, a lot of people were very angry about The Last of Us 2. Right? Sorry, The Last of Us Part 2. Which, boy, you feel the pretension dripping off of that title. Yeah. Uh, and so I figured... Well, if people who like the first game hate this one, then I might like it. And I would say so far that's true. Because... Should I go into spoilers here? Because I think I'm probably the last unspoiled person on this, and it was simply because yeah, I did no, not care. 
you're the last of the last of us. So, okay. I guess, yeah, might as well. Maybe so, put a timestamp in the uh, description for the episode if people want to skip. No, spoilers, I guess. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Anyway, well, that, that's that's too much effort for something that really <laughs> does not warrant that much effort. Uh, so my prediction of what the twist would be with this game is kind of true. Uh, Joel gets killed off really early, like a couple of hours in or so. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, great, do it. He deserves it," because. Joel is one of the most unlikable video game protagonists I have ever seen uh, And the ending of the first game only solidified that I, uh, so I kind of want to just jump in here real quick before you get too deep into it And say that I've digested a lot of spoilers about The Last of Us 2 uh, Back when the leak happened and then of course when the game came out I don't know how much of that stuff is true Because some of the stuff that uh, people were talking about when the leak occurred sound like so out there that I would think that maybe people were embellishing things or just straight up making stuff up. Uh, but also, like I mostly got these spoilers. Like the 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 means that I got them were through like memes and stuff. So like the golf club death of Joel came from like a lot of images of Senator Armstrong with a golf club. I I don't know how that fits into things. I, I don't know either. I have a very I have a very bizarre lens into the story of The Last of Us Part 2, and it's entirely, like, dumbass memes. Like, my processing of the story involves, like, Patrick and Spongebob and shit like that. My brain's all right. fucked. So I'm I'm excited to hear how this, my perception of it compares to your experience with the game. Well, um, so it lays it out pretty early on. It, it's not really a surprise Because Very early on you're playing as Abby And you're seeing her And her like her comrades Or whatever And they're very clearly out to get Joel And from what they say it's pretty obvious Like they were Either there at the hospital Where he massacred everybody For no good reason Um And uh Actually I so I didn't play the first game, but I kind of understand a bit of the ending. Wasn't it that, like, he was taking Ellie there because, like, her blood was the cure for the, the zombie thing? Uh, and she's... then, like, I guess them extracting that would have resulted in her dying or something? Uh, not her blood. It was just, like, I think her brain. But oh. he, he was taking... Oh, yeah, she definitely died. Yeah, he, he was taking her there to, like, yeah, she's immune, so she would be able to form a cure for everybody. And then he finds okay. out, oh, it would kill her. Like, yeah, duh. How did you not see well, this coming? Um, also, kind of, if it stops this horrible apocalypse that's happening, yeah, uh, kill the girl. Yes, exactly. Like, but, anyway, also, he could have just, like, grabbed her and left. Instead, he shoots all of the doctors in the operating room <laughs> and, like, everybody else in the hospital on his way out, which, like... Yeah, I have zero sympathy for Joel. Like, it doesn't Joel even more angry than the fucking Red Cross. It doesn't even let you choose is the thing. Like that's one of the biggest problems with the ending of the original game is you go in the operating room and he aims his gun at the doctor and you don't have a choice. You have to shoot him. So that's Jeez. cool. Uh it makes it look like you would have a choice, but nope. Anyway, choice uh, is an illusion. 
That's right. Ludo narrative dissonance, etc. <laughs> that was the whole point of the game. Yeah. So anyway, uh they're out to get him as they should. Uh and then Abby beats him to death as she should. And lets Ellie go. Ellie and uh, Dina, who is her girlfriend. Don't they and... still need her brain though? Huh? Don't they still need her brain? Like, why would th- she just let her go? I don't think they know at that point, like who oh, okay. that Ellie is. Her also, the doctors are dead. So, like, what are they gonna do with it? it I didn't. Matter. I mean, I didn't know if it was just like there were other doctors that maybe could do it, or well, so the main doctor, it turns out, uh, was Abby's dad. So that's sort of the main reason that she wants oh, revenge okay. on Joel. Anyway, so despite. Clearly being out for Joel And leaving the other two alive Ellie decides it's time to go on a murder spree And trek across the country to find Abby and get revenge And Ellie is even worse than Joel ever was in this She is straight up stabbing fools left and right She's, oh, she's terrible She's become like a monster And I don't know what is up with the characterization of this So for one thing, you would think if so at the end of the first game Joel doesn't tell her what happened uh, he says like oh no there were a bunch of other immune people they didn't need you after all and that's the that's end also of... kind of shitty yeah uh, I just lined were oh yeah so you think if she doesn't know why they did this then it would maybe make a bit more sense that she would go out for revenge but there are flashbacks later that show that Joel tol- told her exactly what he did and why and so at that point, like when this happens, it'd be like, yeah, sorry, he had it coming. Like they didn't bother anybody else. They purposefully left the others alive. They only wanted Joel. And yeah, no kidding. So, like during that whole part. Into it. Yeah, I was just thinking of Michael Madsen in Kill Bill with that woman deserves her revenge and we deserve to die. Because yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Joel goes on her way and kills probably several hundred people. Um, and then after a while, uh, you kill pretty much everybody else in her group until she shows up at your hideout in this theater. And then it switches over to play as Abby. It like goes back to the beginning, so you're seeing everything from her perspective now. Uh, and that's basically where I'm at. I'm on like day one of that part. Okay. So, so I was gonna say so far, um, this all sounds like stuff that I had picked up on, uh, back during the leak. So it it doesn't seem like anything's been made up just yet. Because uh, yeah, people's like main issue with it was what your issue is, which is that Ellie just kind of snaps and goes on a uh, like murder road trip. Oh yeah. And like like a lot of people had an issue with just like that's a very weird character turn and that like this game is incredibly bleak and violent for the sake of it. And it's it's doing it in a way that makes it feel like the writer thought they had something to say, but they don't actually have anything. So here's my prediction. I think at the end of the because this is the worst thing I can think of, like the worst possible ending. I think it's going to end with them like forgiving each other or something 
you know, like being like, you know, it was wrong to seek revenge this whole time. We need to let the past go or whatever. Even though at this point, both of them have killed so many of the other people's friends. You might as well finish it. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Like she shot her, I guess not boyfriend, but a friend in the face right in front of her. So what? Uh, Uh, Ellie stabbed a pregnant lady to death. So that's cool. What? I'm sorry, back up? Yeah, she stabbed a pregnant lady to death. It's right in the throat. She stabbed her? Okay. Uh, when I heard that, I immediately thought stabbed her to death in the stomach, no. which would have been incredibly, incredibly bad. Yeah, well, she doesn't know that she's pregnant at the time either. Okay. But, um... I, I don't know why when you say it like that. It says something about my mind, and I'm just matching like a nine-month pregnant woman. Well, she yeah, and then just Ellie just running up screaming with a knife. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's true. I, I did, like everything else that I've heard about this game just kind of puts it at like that level of violence for the sake of violence. So, like again, that I know about, I don't have any firsthand experience with it. I've just it's stuff I've you, been told and have read. You know, violence in games doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. I got, you know, you look at Mortal Kombat or something. It's like this is so cartoon, yeah. cartoonish. I don't know how anybody can take it seriously. In this, Ellie running up and hitting a guy, and it X-rays into their head and their skull fractures. <laughs> yeah, see that that's just good fun. In yeah. this, they spent a lot of time making the violence very realistic in a way that I find off-putting. Um. Specifically, Put in like a sniper elite cam, and have Ellie just start shooting everyone in the balls. Oh, see, that would be good. That's yeah. you know, that's just good, clean fun. Um, but for one thing, there, I, I believe every enemy NPC is unique. Uh, I know they have names, like they they'll shout out names if they're dead. I don't know if those are randomized or what. Maybe it's like Nemesis system type stuff happening. I'm not sure, but. They put a lot of effort into, you know, when you grab them and stab them in the throat, like making sure they grimace realistically and the blood spurts realistically and everything. It's just like, this is kind of a lot. Uh, like, not, personally, not I don't mind. <laughs> See, I think this is where you and I diverge because that I don't think really bothers me. Like, at all. I think what would bother me more is if you're going out of your way to show violence with that much intensity, and you're telling, like, a revenge story, but you don't have anything substantive to say, even though you're carrying that story as if though you do. And I think that that is the issue that a lot of people have with The Last of Us Part Two, based on, again, just stuff that I've read, is that the writing is just kind of not there. Like, they they want to... <laughs> the pretentiousness of having part two in the title carries into the story, but ultimately that just, it doesn't make good on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll say with the violence, though, I I think you kind of have to play it to understand, because I think some of that doesn't really sure. come across unless you're actually playing it. Yeah. Um, and hey, I'm not going to do that, because uh, <laughs> I don't actually care about The Last of Us at but, all. It's just, 
there's something up when I am playing a video game and actively thinking, oh, they made the developers watch beheading videos for some of this stuff. Oh, man, yeah, they probably did. Yeah, like... They probably found, like, a uh, here's a live leak video of somebody getting stabbed yeah. in the neck. Yep, because uh, there was one in particular that I was looking at and thinking, this looks like that video I saw that time. Uh, I, I know this because the... I don't want to talk too much about my thing, but the, the the comic that I've been working on, there's a lot of pretty intense violence in that. And what I have to do to make sure that I'm drawing it in a way that communicates that intensity is I got to look up some shit on Google Images, man. Like mm. there was a part where a gun backfires in someone's hand and blows their fingers open. And I had to look up images of like gun backfire accidents. Ah, uh, you don't and, really like, have that to. stuff is I wanted it to look authentic. <laughs> And that stuff is is rough, man. And so, yeah, like I, I can imagine if they're if they're doing that, then somebody's making them look up that stuff. But like, that's the difference is I did that to myself. Yeah. Like I I said, hey, I wanted to go draw this thing, and I'm the only one doing it. And if you're reading it, that's your fault. But I mean, that was also like, the thing with I don't Mortal Kombat, though. Like where they were talking about how they were making developers look at stuff for the gore effects and that. <laughs> Yeah, but there's there's just something about like your boss coming up to you and telling you like, hey, you gotta go watch this beheading video because yeah. we need it to look real. That is, I don't know. There's a layer of autonomy there that then gets lost and it gets uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me. Just think about the developer having to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I, the other thing I will say though, gameplay wise, way better than the first one. I actually was enjoying playing it for a while. Uh. Then it sort of got to a point where it's like everything here looks the same. Like the same as previous areas I've been in, the same as areas in the first game. Oh, good, uh, you found the chalice dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks randomized, but it's not actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. So you're Maybe going through. Intentionally. You're going through Sorry. Seattle, which just looks like Boston in the first game. Because it's like you're in these urban areas. They should have sent it like Louisiana or something, you know. Have you go through a swamps or something weird? Just change yeah. it up a little bit. Put put you in the Texas desert or something. Everything here looks exactly the same. Uh, and also, I'm not sure when it was that Naughty Dog became enamored with just like areas where you wander around and look at things. But that's like half of the game Like that part in Uncharted 4 Worked because it was just that one part Kind of in the middle To break up the, yeah. everything exploding it, Here it's just like Every segment is just Oh great it's a flashback Ellie walks around the museum You look at dinosaurs You look at all the stuff You put a hat on a dinosaur Joel talks about Jurassic Park uh, And then you put go Put a hat on an Ellie well, you do she put the hat on Ellie in, in, in front of a mirror. That's right. Uh, yeah. Go, you try on the helmets. You get in the thing, whatever. It's just like I I want these parts to be over. Let me get back to shooting the fungus zombies. It doesn't matter. No, this I'm matters. I'm afraid to tell you that this is a thirty-hour game, so you're probably going to do a lot more of that. Well, so now that I'm in the Abbey part, I guess. So. Oh, okay. Here's a problem. 
So you can upgrade your abilities. You get you have like different branches and you unlock new branches by finding training manuals. These manuals are just in the world and you can pass them up. So that's cool. I just, are these are these manuals like those old um those old books that like those scam artists like fake martial artists would put out? No, they're like prepper magazines. Ah, man, that would be real good if it was just like a 70s dude with like an afro and a gi and it just had like the deadliest fighting style. Yeah, that'd be good. Or Charles Atlas, you know, become yeah, a that's my fault huge for like thinking... Flex Mentalo style, become yeah. buff. I guess that's my fault for thinking that this game, you know, could have brevity and humor in it. <laughs> so... You I can... know, I saw the bigot sandwich part actually. That was hilarious. Oh, that's like right at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask if you got to that part yet where that landed in the uh grand scheme of things, yeah. but well I mean that's in their settlement in Jackson, so that's right at the beginning. Uh yeah, so you can pass up those manuals, which I encountered because there's a bit where you have to throw rope over this catwalk and I could not get it to work and then I realized it's because half of the rope was glitched inside this boat and so I had to restart the checkpoint so the rope would spawn outside however after progressing past that area I realized inside that boat was a manual which I had picked up the first time but since I had to restart the checkpoint to fix that glitch I did not have that manual and that manual included the ability to craft shivs, which is very important because it lets you stealth kill clickers. Um, Ellie does not need that because she has a knife. Abby never considered bringing a knife, despite being a member of this uh, Liberation Force army or whatever. Uh, no yeah, knife. it's kind of weird that in a game series that I know makes like every single bullet count due to scarcity that you know, that the characters within that universe wouldn't just always have, like, a knife on them. Yeah. Yeah, Ellie does. She figured it out. Yeah. Which actually was a big part of why I found that more enjoyable when playing as her. Uh, though I also find playing as Abby more enjoyable because she has more guns and also more health and can really just mess dudes up. This game's also way easier than the first one. I'm playing it on hard, and I have not encountered an area where I needed to restart more than once. The first game had a bunch game... of really garbage, like trial and error parts where you would die instantly. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask if the first game was like particularly difficult. It it had the Resident Evil Four thing where it gets easier as it goes on because you just get so many weapons that you don't really have to worry about it anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It this one's way easier. Mostly because the shooting is way better And the movement is Far better Everything is way less robotic Than in the first one The first one was really just Manhunt with a new skin And this one still kind of is I guess But feels better at least uh, So but... would you uh, well... So would you say that The point that you're at with this thing is You like the gameplay but the story Is what's just kind of falling on his face or... the story and the environments the environments okay. are getting really repetitive especially now that i'm kind of just playing through the same places again it's not the same places but you know it's still seattle uh and um 
I will say I, I like the puzzles in it, actually. The stuff involving ropes, uh, is, this is the best window-breaking simulator ever made. Uh, breaking windows is super fun, and you do it a lot. Because, uh, you know, you can't lock a window, so if a door's locked, blam! Break a window and jump in. I think in. I figured out what kind of guy you'd be in the apocalypse. You would just be, like, walking down the street of Ghost Town with a handful of rocks, just throwing it at every intact window you see. Bottle kids! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, that stuff I actually enjoy quite a bit. Um, there, there are still a couple of dumpster pushing puzzles, uh, which I would guess are like a throwback to the first one. Uh, and there is one part where you're moving a ladder around, but it was, it's only been that one part. So, I guess they put it in there, you know, as a throwback to the fans. How many times have you had to squeeze between two tight walls to get into, okay, all right, how many times have you had to crawl under something to a load lot. into the next area? Good, perfect. This is a game <laughs> from the year 2020. <laughs> well, the squeezing between stuff, I think, also is not really tight. It, it's not, you know, a long corridor that you're squeezing through. It's not Final Fantasy VII Remake style. It's more Ghost of oh, Tsushima God. style, where it's just like a little There's... quick thing. So much of that in Final Fantasy seven it it is definitely hiding loading to some degree, but it's yeah. not quite as apparent also it's doing that thing where it's loading in what you see, except um I've only seen it pop in like maybe a couple of times as opposed to Ghost of Tsushima, where it's just like every time you turn there's a white void uh yeah, so it's somewhere between a Final Fantasy seven remake and a mortal shell, sure. It's the spectrum that we have to work on now. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it looks great. Runs really well. I mean, that that really shouldn't be much of a surprise. Uh, yeah. The uh, the gun upgrade stuff I love. Like, the amount of detail in that. Uh, both, like, just the gun models and actually being able to see the upgrades happen and everything. That stuff's crazy. That's the level of detail you can only get from a horrible and abusive work environment. Um, so thanks Naughty Dog I appreciate it You gotta get every notch down in the handle That's uh, right While dodging pipes Just Look, dropping out of the ceiling It, Yes Like when you When you put the shotgun down Ellie ejects the shell from the Chamber And then like when you When you press circle to bring it back She like puts the pump back forward which slides another shell in And you can keep doing that Until it's out And then once you exit that menu You'll have to put them all back in That's good stuff it's, I'm it's, just imagining a Naughty Dog developer On like hour 8 of their 16 hour shift Designing the gun And they're, they're finally done And then like a pipe drops onto their desk to their right Startling uh -huh. them And then they turn to their left And there's another monitor with a beheading video playing And they just <laughs> scream <laughs> Yeah, exactly uh, It's actually, because of that It makes it weird that whenever you reload the revolver uh, Ellie apparently like dumps all of the bullets out of it And then just puts back in however many were missing To make it six mm. I don't know what's up with that It seems like a oversight on their part I mean, I guess you wouldn't want to have to wait for her to put all six in If you only were short one or something Maybe that's the compromise, I don't know But it, it always came across as weird to me when that happened 
Last of Us Part Two. It. Uh, I'm gonna say. It's okay. Give it a I'd, rating. Uh, so far, I'd say it's a five. Out of, out 10. of what? Oh. Okay. I don't know. It's like it, average. I'm having an all right time playing it, and then it's like we're going to have a flashback where you wander around an abandoned sea world. And saying, uh, I don't know if that sounds okay. great to me. Not really. Check out the dolphins. Eh, there's no dolphins. There's a seal in there. Okay, well, yeah. seals are seals are cool. That stuff sucks. And I I hope Abby kills Ellie and everybody else. Like the WLF also seemed kind of bad, but she, she deserves it. Well, I won't tell you what's going to happen, but I've seen everything. I've seen it all. So okay, I really like how Jesse just gets murked, you know? like unceremoniously. Like he's there with her, and you hear Abby like shout, or Tommy, or somebody, and he just runs at the door and just immediately gets shot in the face. It's good. <laughs> that's uh, that's something I meant to ask you. Have you got to the sex scene where there's just a very obvious stand-in for the writer? No. Okay. The only... There is a character in the game that just dead on looks like they they mo-capped Druckmann's face, and of mm. course he's in a sex scene. Oh so, boy. Yeah. No, the only sexy time stuff I've seen was uh, Dina with Ellie, and it was like, you know, old-timey, like, fade to black. <laughs> in silence. It just had, like, a you know, piano playing, and then occasionally there would be some text on the screen for what they were saying. <laughs> Yeah, it shows a train going into a tunnel Even though that doesn't really make sense with both of the It's just two tunnels smashing into each other I don't know The facade of a building drops over them, but it's fine They're just having sex, like, right through the window Yeah, Buster Keaton style That's right, nobody fucks like Buster Keaton (laughs) (laughs) Alright, episode title (laughs) There we go Uh... Last of Us Part 2 There you go I'll I'll give more thoughts I should probably have it finished next week I'll see how it turns yeah. out Oh jeez When you finish it next week you'll be done with video games For all of 2020 Yeah Nothing else coming out uh, D- Destroy All Humans remake is out Oh yeah. sure yeah uh, Cyberpunk 2020 2020 is coming out at some point um 2077 i wonder if that is even coming out by the end of the year or if they're going to delay that thing again because it kind of feels to me like they're going to delay it again like there was that thing that they put out recently where they said that like melee combat still feels shitty in it and (laughs) that it's not where they want it to be well that's good (laughs) so because i think that's supposed to release in september right yeah, no, November, they delayed it, remember? <laughs> oh, right, they pushed it back again. Okay, well, um, maybe. I don't know, it'd be really funny to me if at this point it just comes out in, like, early 2021 and it's still just in a fucking PlayStation 4 case. I, like, I'm looking at... I don't understand why they don't just... My GameCube on Gamefly, in fact, because I just add everything I'm interested to on there, and then if I ended up buying it, like, I can just delete it from it but it's a good way to keep track of what's coming up 
next month got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two. That looks pretty good, actually. Okay. So yeah. Uh, and the same day is Marvel's Avengers, which who knows how that might be. I want to give the benefit of yeah. the doubt to the folks at Crystal D, but the multiplayer aspect is what turns me off. Actually, if that was just single player hate... action RPG. I would be all right with it. I hate Miss Marvel so much. Like just the, the design of with the really big hands freaks me out because <laughs> I have very small hands, and so this is fucking incomprehensible to me. Like this is some Lovecraft shit that I keep looking at it solely going mad. I'm all right with like, it because clearly oh, they it. they do not want to put the Fantastic Four in anything, and so this is their way of having yeah. Mister Fantastic in it, but not. Uh, after that. A game which I keep forgetting exists But it actually came out in Japan And is coming out here next month 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim Aegis? Aegis? I, I guess Aegis Aegis I think it's actually Aegis, I believe I don't know, how's it doesn't matter How's it spelled? A-E-G-I-S Aegis? Oh, I, I guess Because that's how they say it in Persona 3 well, that's A I G I S. Okay. Not A E. A E. It's like a shield. Aegis. I don't know. Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. That's the uh, vanillaware game about mechs. So I've been looking forward yeah. to that for a long time, and they were very quiet about it. It's finally coming out. Uh oh yeah, Star Wars Squadrons, huh? That's a thing. Oh, that's coming out this year. Yeah, October second. Um. Oh, man. Like I, I want that game. Actually, I know that you weren't in the, into the ship combat in Battlefront. I liked nope. it. This is this is not supposed to be just like a carbon copy of of that. Actually, like Good. they're doing a lot more with it. Uh, but I really liked like Rogue Squadron and all those games. I like being in the ships in Star Wars. So that is exactly my kind of game. But uh, God, I I don't think I'm buying that in October. Like. That actually seems like something I would get for the new consoles like when it is. Well, then I don't know, though, also because it's like multiplayer, so I don't know if I want to sit on it and then the multiplayer goes dead. Well, you're not going to buy it that day, because also coming out October 2nd, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. I mean, like, yes, actually. (laughs) Like, I knew that I was going to be getting Crash (laughs) in October, so... Like I'm trying to actually, I that does to be, look like, good. I, very... I'm not really, I'm not making fun of it. It's just that yeah, it like given the choice uh, between the two, you can you're play as Dingo Dial in it for some reason. You can. Everyone wanted to play as Dingo Dial. Uh-huh. I did. I love Dingo Dial. I don't care much for Dingo Dial. He was in the worst boss fight in Crash Three. Yeah, but can you play as Ripper Roo? No, you can wow. play as Cortex though, but oh, I wow. I think they've done that in like other yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it was games, in like Twin so. Sanity. Um, October uh, twenty. No, like oh, what? I need to be like extra judicious with the games that I'm getting because like that Sony thing made it clear that there's actually a lot of games coming out. Everything's just kind of backed up at this point. And yeah. So I really don't know. Like I need to figure out. Because it's kind of it's always hard to say like what sort of money I'm going to have by the time that these games are actually coming out. But I kind of just need to like hang back and figure out like okay, what games do I know I really really want to get and I'm okay with paying full price for, 
Because also, these might start to be like 70 fucking bucks next year. Well, on depends on the that. publisher. So, so far, only 2K I, has been charging the extra 10 bucks for their sports games. That's because the people I buy that this, stupid enough to buy it. I think this first year, there's still going to be a lot that is $60. Yeah. But I think as they see that people are going to be willing to put down $70 on, on games you know, from, from 2K and, and EA, that like... The price is going to go like two years in. I imagine that games are just going to flat out be seventy bucks. Probably, I don't really have a huge issue with that. Like they've been stagnated at sixty for so long. Like yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it like it it does suck to a degree because it it goes back to that thing of just like oh everyone's wages are staying exactly the same and the price of everything else is just going up. Yeah, and so it's just going to be. But I I also understand specifically why in video games because yes they have stagnated there for a very long time and video games are they cost a lot to make nowadays yeah so I I understand I think that's a fairly justified uh, thing to do raising it up another ten bucks and also but, like but also, games yeah, used like, I don't to know be way more expensive for. anyway yeah Donkey so... Kong Country cost you a fortune back in the day yeah. Uh, they, had to, they had to pay for those silicon graphics machines <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> to, to take pictures of the 3D model. Yeah, look, the, out of look at these Donkey Kong models. You can't get more real than this. <laughs> well, Mortal Kombat's kind of more real. Uh, back to the rundown. Yeah. October 29th is Watch Dogs Legion. He plays oh, the Granny. Boy. Great, yeah. Uh, November 10th. <laughs> I always forget they're doing this, and every time I see it, it makes me laugh. 13 the remaster of 13 oh right yeah the classic shooter totally starring that. david duchovny sleepwalking his way through his lines <laughs> oh man uh and then assassin's creed valhalla cyberpunk 2077 these are your launch titles for new consoles yeah. um that's kind of all oh uh these are like Listed with placeholder dates on Gamefly But uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon That's going to be November I don't know why it's listed as December 31st here But um, And for some reason Far Cry's coming out in November isn't it? Far Cry 6? I don't remember It's listed here as February 18th 21 Uh, Yeah that that sounds right I think that they did announce that it was in February On that trailer Okay maybe well, I, I just know recently I saw a thing where um, it's available for pre-order for PS5, and like if you get the PS4 one, you get a free upgrade. Free upgrade. Thing. So yeah. I was thinking, like, if it came out February, why would you get the PS4 one just to upgrade? I don't know. No uh, idea. Maybe they're anticipating that, like, not the the whole limited quantity thing, and that not everyone is going to be able to afford a PlayStation Five. <sighs> In November or December or whenever it comes out yeah, maybe. And so they might be like Hey you know you're probably going to still Just have a Playstation 4 so Go ahead and buy our game but when you Eventually get that Playstation 5 down the line We got your back and we're going to upgrade it For you. Not me baby PS5 <laughs> all the way It depends on the quantity Man like who knows Like that's the, the fucking frustrating Thing about all this is just uh, not announcing Anything about, about how that launch is going to Be handled There'll be, be plenty, I say. I hope so. And then three months from now, I will be screaming into this microphone <laughs> about how angry I am at Sony. 
<laughs> Somehow I have a PlayStation 5 and you don't. That would be about right, considering you got that 20th yeah. anniversary thing. Um, I, I managed to get those, those fucking Android figures off of the Premium Bandai site when it was also going down for like two hours straight. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, like a Ninja Turtles capture splinter thing with this was the same. I'm dedicated to this shit, man. Like whenever a site just gets hit hard, I just stick with it for hours until I get the thing that I want. Yeah, whatever. That's it for the rundown of end of the year, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's there's stuff coming out. It's just the kind of the problem of 2020 is there's yes. What is Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood? See, this is why I like Gamefly. It just shows you everything. <laughs> like, this that, weird crap nobody's ever heard of. Is that coming out? Uh, It's listed as February 4th of 21. Oh. Ooh, maybe it's the uh, sequel to The Order, 1886. <laughs> I thought it was a sequel to Werewolf, the NES game, where you played as a werewolf who had, like, hook hands for some reason. Yeah, why not both? Yeah, sure, I don't know. Okay. There's a... Uh, that's the box art for it. It's got that is a, a it's got a military a modern day video game. sort of guy with a beard and he's bald and he's got tier one operator tattoos. He does kind of look like a character from Rogue Warrior. Yeah. And a big werewolf behind it. It's like a video game of dog soldiers. There are uh three different fonts in this title. Yep. You got one with <laughs> werewolf. It's got the claws on it. W looks actually like four fans. different. Yeah, I would say four different fonts because the W in werewolf looks completely different than the rest of werewolf. And then the like that whole thing is like kind of grungy, uh, you know, because we want to, ca- to capture the whole like animalistic angle of this. Oh, but then the apocalypse is classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a and then Earth Blood. Is just a very good, clean, simple font. Looks like the Death Stranding font. Yeah, actually. Anyway, uh, check out Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood coming February, <laughs> apparently, to the PlayStation 4. I have no idea what kind of game it is. There are no screenshots here or anything. So... Hey, speaking of games that are coming out, though, uh, I had said that I had some Nintendo news. Um... They have registered a. Uh, I'm sorry, I need to actually go back over and open this thing up. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword uh, has been added on Amazon UK before being taken down. Yeah! <laughs> it's about I knew you time. Liked it. Yeah. You ready to play that game with better motion control? Yeah! Fucking let loose, Larry. Woo! You got your Zelda amiibos? Woo! You got your light-up Triforce lamp? That's right. I'm styling. I'm profiling. I got <laughs> Zelda Skyward Sword. Woo! Zelda game's so I'm good, so it I turns can... me into Ric Flair. I'm Ric-Flair. so glad I can make your day. <laughs> I don't, who cares about Skyward Sword? Are there people who actually are like, oh yeah, that's the best Zelda? There are, but like this is, I wanted to bring it up because it's something that we had brought up. That like, man, the, Nintendo's got it so easy. All they got to do is just pour all these old games that they got onto the Switch and they would sell. And we had mentioned like, 
Oh yeah, you know, Wind Waker HD is like one of the last things that they have from the Wii U catalog yeah. that they could port over to this thing. And then I think you brought up like jokingly Skyward Sword. And it's very funny to uh, me Twilight that Princess. Skyward Sword is oh, it was Twilight Princess. Okay. Yes. I Better thought you said Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. Either no. way though, it's funny to me that Skyward Sword is the one that's probably going to get announced first other than the the, the, the other two games that are better than Skyward yeah. Sword. I'm not a huge fan of Twilight Princess, although I do think the GameCube version is better than people give it credit for, mostly because the Wii version's so bad. And then I think that's what yeah. people mostly played. Um still but I also think like Skyward this Sword might... is ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this might also lend some credibility to the, the rumors that there might be a Metroid Prime trilogy collection or a Mario, you know, yeah. 3D game collection if they're considering putting fucking Skyward Sword onto the thing. Uh, but then also, I don't know, because Nintendo, I feel, is sort of just coasting off Wii money and doing fucking whatever. Hmm. Well, that's why I think they'll do this stuff, because they're not doing anything else. Just uh, yes. crap out some ports real quick. Uh, that's the other thing Pikmin I wanted to talk Deluxe. about, though, was... $60. That's their... <sighs> yeah. What's Deluxe about I it? I really... Uh, it's on the Switch now. That's right. It's Deluxe because it's in a smaller box. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Retro Studio listing a... Uh, on Twitter, no less, announcing that they are looking for a lead <laughs> producer for Metroid <laughs> Prime 4. So... <laughs> That game ain't coming out for the Switch. Well, Not no. <laughs> All right. I feel like you need to reword that. It by the time Metroid Prime Four comes out, there will be a new Nintendo console. Yeah. Because I so think I actually... here's the thing: because they love to put Metroid games out on old hardware and then wonder why nobody bought it. Oh, that's a good point. I was going to say, I think most likely what would end up happening is it's a uh, a Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild sort of scenario where the superior version is on the new hardware oh, and it's okay. like a launch title. Yeah. And then it's still out. They they made good on the promise to have it out on the system it was announced for, but no one's going to buy that version and no one's going to play that version. Sure. Uh, but I think what, what you said is actually much more likely because Nintendo doesn't care about Metroid, and so yeah, sure, they would sabotage it like that. I mean, remember what they did? They put Samus Returns on the 3DS like a year yeah. after the Switch was out. Someone signed off on Federation Force. Oh uh, yeah, that too. I thought that was, uh... Man. Hey, you two, know what's great? Two weeks I... of the podcast in a row that I'm bringing up Federation Force, so... I was thinking I'd like to uh, replay the Phoenix Wright games or um, maybe Virtue's Last Reward or something. So I uh, charged up my 3DS XL, which previously I thought, eh, this is a bit cumbersome to use. I'm not a huge fan of it compared to the regular 3DS. Uh, after dealing with the Switch for a while, it feels like the most ergonomic thing I have ever held in my hands. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is just a joy to use. Everything about it, I love it. Switch, get out of here. I don't know yeah. why Maniac designed the Joy-Cons. They should be put in prison. Throw <laughs> them in the gulag. Don't feed them, forget about them. Yeah. What they deserve. Put them in the hot box. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, the, the thing with the Metroid Prime 4 stuff, though, is... 
I understand that like you have multiple lead producers on some projects because you can then break your team up in smaller chunks and it's easier to then delegate tasks and it makes production more efficient on a video game or development more proficient I should, I should say but uh at the same time a lot of people on twitter would like to point that out as as their way of saying oh metroid prime 4 it's going to happen you guys everything is totally okay with development but it's been like three years all we've gotten is a logo and now the most we've had since that is hey we're still hiring for these really high level positions mm -hmm. for the metroid prime 4 development that's not a good sign man like development on that thing is probably trouble I'm sure that there is a fascinating story behind the development of Metroid Prime 4 I mean, that we probably will never hear. They already stated they had to start over once. They just scrapped yeah. everything and brought in Retro. But then I kind of wonder, too, like if they might have then scrapped it again at some point and started over again. Maybe. Like, this but is the it, Duke Nukem also... Forever of Metroid games. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I could totally understand a game taking like quite a number of years to develop, but like something that you're developing for hardware that has been out for a while, uh, for a game that you've announced like three years and radio silence is all anyone's ever gotten other than a job posting is not a great sign. So like something is up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like this stuff with the Batman games and the Suicide Squad games, those have been in development for a long time, but they also did yeah. not announce them, you know, like four years ago or whatever they had the sense to yeah. shut up about it and really the fact that they're probably going to announce them here within this week and then they're supposed to be out in like uh you know two and a half months well suicide squad's next year okay, it's supposed the, to be fall well, 2021 the, the batman one but the, the fact still that you would have like that tight of time from formally announcing the game and showing something from it and actually releasing the game is still indicative of something was going on yeah. because they couldn't announce it for a while like there's no reason to have not announced that game like months ago if everything was totally fine i mean i think it's because of the new consoles though i i also think that's why it's kind of been delayed because the whole court of owls thing leaked early last year yeah and they still haven't said anything about it and so I, that makes me think they something... kept like pushing it back for new consoles sure but there also was like multiple opportunities to actually show the game off after like sony and microsoft had been showing off their new consoles and games for those consoles yeah, like good. they still waited quite a while like but at the same I, time i, don't know, I, think I like more this likely... more i like when they just announce something and then it's like by the way it's out in a couple months i, I know you don't like it yeah. because you have weird yeah. budgeting concerns but as a freak, I don't make a uh, lot of money. <laughs> well, get a Gamefly subscription, you yeah, dunce. I mean, I'm probably going to do that, actually. Uh, no, I, I think much more likely it's something to do with the whole fact that, like, some of the WB stuff was up for sale and then suddenly it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of this is probably more to do with just the up in the air nature of those studios. And mm -hmm. that now that apparently that's been figured out, they're actually able to show some stuff. Yeah. And then, hey, you know, fandom is happening, so that's Fandome. a good time to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, like with with Metroid, it's also just kind of weird because I mean, you you mentioned you like when they announce games and then a couple months later they're out. Like that is actually something Nintendo does fairly regularly. Like yeah. that happened with the new Paper Mario. Uh, that happened with Mario Maker Two. Uh, even the stuff that is like a ways off, Nintendo doesn't really typically show that stuff until there is something to show from it. Like Breath of the Wild Two, there's not been anything. <laughs> shown of that for for quite some time now but they yeah. actually had a trailer they had character models moving around zelda was still talking despite the fact that i think nobody wanted her to i think that voice actress is fine by the way but i'm like the odd man out here i think most people really hate it uh, i completely forgot that they voice characters in breath <laughs> they, of the wild yeah. um well like, yeah point is they they had something to to show for that, even though like it's it's been a while with Metroid, it's it was a just a fucking logo. Yeah, like that's so weird that Nintendo would just be like, I don't know, here's a logo for one of our properties that they typically don't show something that they own unless there's something to show. Uh, so I, but then at the same time, you know, it's Metroid and they don't give a fuck about Metroid, so maybe that's why. Correct. It's weird. It's just so weird to me because there's just a lot of like. Oh, conventional wisdom with Nintendo and with video games would say it's this thing or it's that thing, but then also you have to pull back and consider too that Nintendo is run by fucking maniacs. Yeah. Exactly. They don't care. Yeah. They're gonna do <laughs> whatever they're gonna care. do. Nintendo yeah. don't care. Uh, so I don't know. I I'm just. Yeah. Metroid Prime 4 is just fascinating to me. It's the the thing with it too is I don't even know if I'm necessarily excited for Metroid Prime 4. I think I'm just like in awe of the way they've been handling. Metroid I'm excited for it. I would like one of those games if I could just just let me control it like a normal video game, which I would assume you would be able to. Like I would guess they don't have motion control garbage or weird. All right, you're only gonna be able to play this game with the motion controls on the Joy Cons. Let's go. <laughs> Do it would not surprise me at this point, uh, but that's the same reason I'm looking forward to a trilogy thing for the Switch. Yeah, that'd be just nice. give me those so I can play it with the Pro Controller. Again, I think the reason I'm not like super hyped up about it is the fact that I only played that first game and I haven't played that since it came out. Uh, so that's definitely part of it. Uh, which is why I would really like that trilogy to come out as well, as I would like to actually sit back down and play that game again and then also play the other two. But I don't want to go back and play those on the hardware that they were designed for or emulate them for the hardware they were designed for because it's still going to control, like, bullshit. Yep. So. Sorry, you not you got so mad there. you knocked over your Dr. Pepper can. I did. <laughs> I smacked my Dr. Pepper can. So be more careful with that. There's very few of these out in the wild now. Uh, Retro Game Corner Here we go, what do you got for us this week? Hit me Hey, remember when I talked about Streets of Rage uh, 4 Earlier no. on in the podcast? Oh Well, I was supposed so to So I watched Birds like of Prey uh, Last night Okay, yeah so... Talk about Birds of Prey No, what, what's your game? <laughs> Streets of Rage, one through three, I want to talk about them with you. Okay. These are great games. These are really good beat em up games. Yeah. Uh, classics, every single one of them. Sure. Uh, Axel. Sega Genesis. Blaze. Uh huh. That's the Blaze. Other, the other guy, Corey? What is it? 
He's he's put in the clip from Buttholes of them saying that's Blaze. That's Blaze. Yeah, these games were. Uh, I didn't actually get to play them back in the day. I just never, you know, I didn't know anyone who owned them, and uh, it, you know the go down that walk again of us not having a lot of money and so i didn't get to buy games very often uh, but i didn't need, like rent them either um it's kind of something i became like much more interested in them later on because i would see people just bring them up a lot and then of course like the soundtrack would constantly come up and things because the soundtracks to those games are amazing absolutely uh so i finally got to sit down and play them and i wanted to make sure i did it right so i had danny over and uh got to play all those games co-op which is the way to do it uh especially because at the end of that first game you have that that choice that's given to you only in co-op which is to uh join the villain or fight him and if you join him and your partner decides not to join him then you have to fight each other yeah double dragon style yeah it's great it's a really good twist at the end of that game. Uh, even though, like, I th I think you're able to just hit your partner at any point in time during the rest of that game, so it's not like I wasn't fighting them already through most of the other levels. Uh, was it, or did you have to select, like, a specific mode to have friendly fire there's on? A, there's an option to turn it off, but it's okay. on by default. All right. So, and I believe it's that way in all the games. Because uh, uh, I remember yeah. Danny and I kind of being besides ourselves so that it just kind of kept happening. Yeah, well, like most beat 'em up games like that, they would have you know uh, co-op A, yeah. co-op B, and then uh, the difference is friendly fire. But it'll be, it, I like it on. I like comboing a boss, and then my friend just kind of comes up and bops me in the back of the head. This is giving you a <laughs> nice donkey punch back. for luck. <laughs> right, or just you know kicks me off the boss so they can kill them. Yeah, like a dick. Uh, yeah, like uh, first game's pretty good, but I think it also suffers from being a very, very early Sega Genesis title. Like it's got sort of the same that that weird early Genesis vibe that like mm -hmm. Altered Beast has, or the first Shinobi. So there's just something off and kind of tinny about everything. And I think this is where we differ because I like the first one the most. Uh, what? Like, like the, the way third one the most. The way it's like pulled out more and just like the movement and everything, I feel like I like that game the most out of them. The others are just like basically like Final Fight or something like that. It it kind of loses a bit of what I think makes the first game cool. See, I think that two and three just like graphically they have a lot more punch. Everything's much more detailed. The soundtrack in 2 is a lot better than the soundtrack in the first one. Like They were doing a lot crazier stuff to get it to work in, in number 2. Yeah. Uh, but 3 is my favorite. Like Similar to Shinobi, the third one I think is the best of the bunch. Because uh, the third one also lets you play as the kangaroo and the robot man. That's true. And those are the best Streets of Rage characters. You might think that it's Skate, but you're fucking wrong. The kangaroo. Who's uh the uh the old man with the uh, that's that's the robot, the robot guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the yeah. the Master Roshi beard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh god, three is such a good game. Um 
But yeah, like uh, I had I had written down quite a while ago some some fun facts about the development of these games because I think like the the thing with beat 'em ups is there's kind of not a whole lot to talk about about the way they play beat 'em ups. They kind of all play the same. You you move right and you hit the attack button and you might have like a good drop kick and that's pretty much it. Like Streets of Rage doesn't really do anything that's particularly unique uh, among other like beat 'em ups of that time. Uh, you can use like weapons are like kind of a big recurring thing in them. They they are of course in other beat 'em ups, but I feel that the frequency in which you're being given them in Streets of Rage is uh, more than it is in like a final fight. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it's you know the most unique thing they do is they let you turn on your partner at the end of the game. Also, characters have different stats, which I don't think is the case really in others. That's true. I mean, in Final Fight, there are small differences, but not quite. That stuff's more behind the scenes, though, yeah. whereas, like, Street Fighter Rage is, like, a lot more upfront about, like, hey, each character is going to feel very different. Yeah, like, this one has uh, more power, this one has more speed, whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas, I mean, nice. in Final Fight, you look at him and you can tell Hagar's going to do more damage. Sure. Although, honestly, I don't actually know if they do. Yeah, I always played as Hagar in them yeah. because, like, come on, man, you don't really play as Guy. Guy, Guy's all right, I guess. He's I not. Don't know. He's not Mike Hagar. No, he's not. Mike <laughs> he's Hagar's not the, the mayor, mayor dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's gonna use his mayoral powers to pile drive you through the floor. <laughs> it's an official decree. Yep. Yeah. Man, I. There's stuff I like about Final Fight, and all of it is the stuff that doesn't have to do with playing it. <laughs> it's all stuff related to Mike Hagar. It pretty much is, yes. I also like the game over screen where they got the dynamite and they're trying to blow it out. Also, That's very good. Poison and Hugo. Oh, yeah. They yes. came from Final Fight, so. In fact, yeah. just Character the Mad, are... Mad Gear Gang in general. Uh, it's such a good name for a gang. Yeah. Mad Gear. Bad gear. Mm. So anyway, what do you say about Streets of Rage? Uh, yeah, Streets of Rage. So I had just written down some fun stuff. Uh, kind of the problem, though, with the stuff that I wrote down is I wrote down a while ago when I meant to talk about this game, like probably a month back, and then other stuff came up that we ended up talking about. So I'm going to, we're going to discover these together because I forgot most of what I had right. committed to paper. Uh Yuzo Koshiro, uh, he wanted to develop a game, which he hadn't done before, so Sega put him on the 8-bit the Sonic the Hedgehog, so there's some connective tissue there to the greatest Sega franchise ever made. They've never done anything better than Just Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope. Sonic the Hedgehog is the Crazy number Taxi? one best. Uh, Sonic's not in that game. The Floygan Brothers? Oh shit, you're right. Forgot about Floygan Brothers. That's a lot to think about. All right, it's too much to unpack right now. Uh, but his company, Ancient, uh, was founded by his mother, uh, and his sister handed the visuals. So I really like that it's just this kind of tight knit, just it's my mom and my sister were making video games kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, Sitting around, you know, on, around the. Uh... What are those things, the like heated blankets they have, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Like but, in Persona yeah, 4. Comfortable. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sitting around that thinking video games. Yeah, just keeping their legs toasty warm under it. Yeah. Well, Mom and pop video game development. Uh-huh. Artisanal games. Uh, but yeah, they, they worked on Yeez 2 and ActRaiser. Oh, yeah. Know. So there is like... 8-Bit Sonic the Hedgehog is a great game. Like, ActRaiser is a great game. Yeast Much two, better than Sonic. Never played it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, e- that 8-Bit one, it's better than, definitely, yeah. East 2, uh, couldn't tell you. Don't know. It's yeah, probably never, better than one. Sonic. Hey, like, considering the people who were developing it, like, it wouldn't surprise me if I actually ended up enjoying Yeast 2 because I like all these other games that they've done, so. I don't know, those early Yeast games are... Kind of rough. I don't know. I've never played it, so maybe I, I might fuck around in it later. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, so we gotta talk about Genesis hardware, specifically the sound. My chip. favorite. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, the best part of the Genesis hardware is the sound chip, right? Sega. Actually, Just... the best part of the Genesis hardware is the is the Model One, where you got the volume bar on it, and then you can plug in headphones, so you don't wake up your mom. Uh huh. I'm playing video games at two a.m. again, mom, but you don't know. Uh, I have that. But yeah, uh, you... that that's the version I got recently. When uh, since I never yeah. actually owned a Genesis, decided I'm gonna go on Craigslist and see if anybody has Genesis for sale, and somebody did. So I got it for like twenty five buckaroos. Nice. There's also, like, uh, I need to look this stuff up again, but there is actually different, like, the Model 1 and the Model 2 and the Model 3, they all have these different hardware revisions to it that specifically impact the sound chip, and I want to say that the sound is worse in the Model 2s and the Model 3s, and it's the best in in the Model 1. That is also Uh, what I've read. Yeah, so that's definitely the one you want to go for. Although, like, aesthetically, I think the 2 might actually look the best uh, yes that's what um my grandma had at her house when i was a kid that was what i was playing games on i never saw a one out in the wild i so yeah i had the i had the model one that i got from my dad and then the daycare that i spent most of my days at they eventually got a genesis and theirs was a model two which i think was my first time actually seeing a model two mm. So I remember having a moment where I looked at it and was like, I thought you said you got a Genesis. <laughs> What's this bullshit? Yeah, Model 2 is uh, what I uh, played all my Genesis games on. You know, uh, the Streets of Rages, the uh, Castlevania Bloodlines and whatnot. Sure. All the classics. Yeah, your Toe Jams and your Earls. Didn't play much uh, Toe Jam and Earl back then, actually. Didn't like I it. I rented it. Uh, as a kid and had no idea what the fuck I was doing Yeah exactly and so for a long time I just thought it was a very bad video game Yeah they made uh, a roguelike when people Like when that wasn't a thing That yeah. you made Yep Oh yeah so the Yamaha FM chip Is what is in the Genesis uh, The kick and snare uh, In Streets of Rage was sampled since it was Harder to recreate those sounds using the FM synthesis uh, and since the recordings were so short, it FM used very little space synthesis. on the 16 meg cart. <laughs> FM synthesis. That's right. That's right. You had to synthesize the FM. I don't care that I talked over you. I, I had to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so they, they used these these samples in it, and they were small enough that they could just cram it all onto this 16 meg cart. But that is also why the the sound in Streets of Rage is just kind of so different from other Sega Genesis games at that time, as they were doing some weird bullshit with it. Uh, they also made use of the PSG chip, uh, which was used for backwards compatibility with Master System games. Mm -hmm. uh, and that allowed them to add additional layers to the music, uh, bypassing the six-channel limitation for instruments. Uh, huh. So basically, the, that, I want to say it opened up an additional two channels that you were then able to use sounds that were capable of, uh, like the Master System was capable of doing those sounds. So they're mostly like bleeps and bloops and stuff. Uh, but that gave you an extra two channels to work with with your music and like a, a lot of different genesis games did that as well it wasn't just streets of rage uh, i think that's just neat um the music was also composed on a pc 88 because it had a similar sound to a genesis uh used custom audio drivers that they made their own damn self artisanal games that's right custom adam yeah. drivers <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the game was used to help demo the activator. Remember oh, the activator? Yes, Larry? I do. It's a ring yeah. you put on the floor and then you punch and kick. If you're lucky, the game will do something. <laughs> yeah, it makes your games play bad. It's yeah. very fun. Uh, and then, yeah, Ancient went to do Oasis, which I think I am actually putting on the list because I stop need to calling take it off. just Oasis. Just Oasis. No, it's beyond Oasis. Uh, well, I'm putting it on the list. I'm taking off Shin Megami Tensei 2 because I tried playing that thing and f fuck. Yeah. Everything in that game looks the same, man. Like, it's yeah. all done in 3D. It's it's that bit from the claw machine in the Genesis version of Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Except every area in the game is that bullshit. And so, like, Every time you turn around, it's the same looking wall, it's the same looking door, and every location is fucking labyrinthine. And so, yeah, that's what I the type of like, game was. I love the idea of you oh, like trying terrible. to go back to play like Ultima Underworld or something like that, and just like getting furious at it. <laughs> well, I was like, I can't use my hand, so I'm I'm playing these games I can do with one hand, which like yeah that that qualifies. But then I'm realizing like oh no I gotta fucking like map this all out on graph paper. Like uh -huh. I don't know where I'm at. Like I exited this door and now I'm in another just huge bullshit area that looked exactly the same as the other one. And if I turn around, I'm just going to forget where I'm at. Yeah, there's nothing to landmark you in that at all. Like the the combat and everything in that game totally fine. The, the dialogue I found very charming. I, I like the visual design of all the enemies. Uh, the, the part where I got to actually navigate stuff in that game is hell. Yeah, see, that's so. why if, like, I don't have a problem with those that sort of navigation in the later games, like in Strange Journey or the Q games or something, because uh, it has a map in it. Yeah. So it's all well, right. See, for a while I thought maybe there was a map and I just didn't know how to access it. And, uh, Nope, I don't think that's the case. I poked around, I didn't see anything. So anyway, I'm taking Shin Megami Tensei 2 off because I'm not going to be able to finish that. It's terrible. Okay, what's your ratings for uh, Streets of Rage? Oh right. Um. Oh, excuse me. Uh, no. Yeah, well, 
Oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think it's fair to give them ratings necessarily because they're all great. You should play them all. I th I feel it's maybe more fair to just kind of rank them. Uh, I would say that three is the best, two is the second best, and one is the third best. Okay, I'm gonna say one, three, two. Oh, I disagree. Well, that's fine. You're free to disagree. Oh, angry at you actually that you wouldn't list them the same way that I would. I mean, I already told you that I like the first correct. one the most. Like none of them are as good as uh, Maximum Carnage. Well, sure, but we're not talking about Maximum Carnage or Separation Anxiety. We're talking yeah, about we're talking about that. Look, if I wanted to talk about the best of all time, then I would talk about them. Wouldn't just shoehorn them into these this episode about other unrelated games. You know, like I would with Shin Megami Tensei too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that that's Which... an aborted attempt, so you're sort of clearing the air and making it known that you did try it and it's not gonna happen. I need to I need to revise my rankings. Number one is Streets of Rage three, number two is Streets of Rage two, number three is Streets of Rage one, and number four is Shin Megami Tensei two. Okay. So that's Seems fair. that's the yeah. Did you find yeah, a Jack Frost? Um, yes, actually, I did. Okay, good. That's all but you I need to see. I couldn't recruit him uh, because it was in VR, and when you're in the VR portions of the game, you're you're always in combat, so you can't recruit anybody. Oh. So that's a I, did, I did not get to hear him say he ho. ho. Yeah. Uh, the mission that I was on was to go uh, kill King Frost, actually, and so a fucking bummer that I got horrifically lost and cannot get back to that dungeon now. Yeah, so I do not know where I am at. Complete your mission of regicide. I this is in a tower, and they tell you you go to this door and you put in a code, uh, and then you're going to go into the next area and you're going to fight him. And so I went out of the tower completely, back into the overworld, went into a different location, got lost for an hour in that location, just trying to figure out my way back out. Excellent. Uh, then I. Then I went to the tower, and I got up there, and I tried to put the code in, and the door said, that's the wrong code. So I had to wander around the tower for a while, found a bar eventually. A person in a bar gave me a second code. That code got me through that door, which then opened up into another gigantic area where I had to find another fucking door, and I said, nope, I'm done, and I shut the game off. Shin Megami Tensei 2 sucks. Hey, good times? No! Good times? Come on. Goodbye, dinosaurs. <laughs> it fucks dinosaurs.
deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die. 